live from the VanastaHomesales.com studios. It is The Running Theory with Rick and Rob. <laughs> testing, testing, one, two, three, four. Can you Hello. Hear me? Yes. Hi, man. I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can. We're back. Back again. Back again. It's back Monday. in action. We're, yeah, da- we're down a couple cameras today. Somebody oh, come in and... Uh, we f- I forgot to bring it back. Oh, well, that's all right. So you, we're you only going to get one. Screen, key. Right? Yeah, you <laughs> can see you can see us, and okay. that's sometimes a good thing, sometimes a bad yeah, thing. Not so good sometimes. So what's going on? Man, another week. Another week, man. It's, it's good. I tell you, I did something a little bit different. You know, usually I like to have a, a day between my runs, so I got a little bit of energy. But uh, Friday was my regular run day, and you know I had a lot of things come up, and I just you know just wasn't into it. So I didn't run Friday. I ran Saturday. I went out and ran Saturday evening. And then, you know, of course, we run on Sunday morning, so that wasn't much of a recovery time. But, you know, went out and ran Saturday evening. It actually felt okay Sunday morning. You know, we ran, and, I mean, we didn't kill it Sunday Sunday morning, but we had a pretty good run, I thought. Well, it was, it was, an, it yeah, was a yeah. nice, decent five-mile run. Uh, just felt okay. Yeah. Knock the dust off. Yeah, it wasn't know. bad. It wasn't bad. I had a gr- I thought I had a great run Saturday. I kind of pushed it a little bit, and, you know, I was able to air it out a little bit. And you know, when good. I run by myself, I usually run faster. I do, too. I don't pace because, myself well. you know, I just, I'm like, let's get this done. Yeah. And I run right. faster. Well, I noticed Sunday morning you were kind of, you took off, you know, you're kind of a little ahead of, uh, we ran with, uh, with, um, um, not Polly. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie. We ran with Jamie. Jamie, Jamie yeah. Brown. Yeah. Her husband's been on the show before. Yeah, he has. He has. And Jamie runs along pretty good too, but I noticed you were kind of out ahead of us for a little while there. Yeah. So we, I enjoyed it. We had a, we had a good time. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's been, this is an unfortunate day. We're gonna have to make our my. I'm gonna have to make my first on-air formal apology. This is kind of funny. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. First on-air public apology. Now I feel like the big celebs when they say something wrong. Yeah, and then they got to come on, and then they I have don't know to how apologize. You're out of this man. And so know. last week, last week was crazy, and we were, you know, uh, I had messaged a, a guest about the uh, the show. And for some reason, I was, you know, maybe my kids were playing with my phone, but I never saw her reply back. And so uh, sure, we, sure. we ended up having a, a, a medical appointment for my, my, my daughters, my twin daughters. Right. It was, you know, maybe their one-year checkup or something, but it was one that they were going to get shots for. So it's hard to take two children into uh, a waiting room and, you know, mama's holding shots and she can crystal couldn't do it by herself she yeah, could sure. do it, do it not by herself but to make it easier yeah i decided to go lot. and so um we just uh so I, I called you i said i you look we don't have really anybody coming in uh today so i don't think i'm gonna be back in time to do the show so let's just cancel and so um the the person that was supposed to be on the show um came yeah and she waited for about 20 or 30 minutes and we wasn't there and i wasn't there so i had to call her and and apologize and uh it was the first monday since we've started that we we didn't do a show we didn't do a show so all of our you know we disappointed a lot of fans thousands of fans you know they were calling me and you know where's the show what's going on what happened to rick exactly yeah (laughs) yeah. we know it's his fault (laughs) but uh 
we are we she'll be in next week uh the director of girls on the run which is a great organization yeah yeah and so she'll be coming in it's next gonna be week. great i'm looking forward to talking to her yeah. and so uh but we got a great show tonight but, oh yeah we who do we have coming in we got stephanie mcduffie freeman coming on i mean she is super fit and i'm looking forward to talking to her because she's a real presence you know with fitness uh she i know she's a runner so i'm looking forward to talking to her so we'll be calling her here in just a minute but um i do have a little other information news for you rob and i know you you kind of just you, you noticed this a while ago and you mentioned it but lauren hurley lauren hurley that's okay she yeah. and i apologize to lauren hurley because it was my mix-up and i was called i called her uh about five thirty yeah. uh last week and she she was fine she was yeah. she's well, very nice yeah. so and she was very understanding well good. So, good okay go ahead with your news well it's great news there's a platform out there and it's, it's, it's very new i don't know if you ever heard of it. it's called instagram you know i hear it's it it's getting, i hear it's catching on you know but we're on instagram now we're on instagram, we're instagram now. now yeah i mean go figure we haven't had an instagram account but you know it's kind of cool my son you know was talking to me today at lunch and he said hey you know you really need to get on instagram and i said well hey yeah let's do that and he kind of walked us through walked me through it i mean i know there's nothing to it but he he knew some different avenues about this tree you get on and you know and you can reach out and you all these hashtags and everything which he got he got us started and uh you know that's gonna just be a greater outreach for us hashtag running theory yeah so if you ever listen if you're on instagram please go look us up and what's running theory no caps, no spaces. Running theory. Running theory. It Easy wasn't taken. To it wasn't taken. You know what? I'm, su- you know, yeah, I'm surprised. There, there's because we're running theory, and it's it's an original name. Nobody, it is. nobody out there has running theory. We well, you know what the problem is though. There's people out there who just who create these names, you know, just to mm-hmm. claim them, you know. Yeah. So there's, they got all day on, 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 you know, all this time on their hands. They just sit out there and they create names and they just claim these names, mm-hmm. you know. Which, you know, I don't know. I guess I feel like one of them is going to be something maybe they can get some money for you know yeah yeah well you know they have after you claim something you can put it for sale you can instantly put it for sale and you know it'll actually tell you like some of the web uh domain companies they'll say well this um domain name is worth and they will estimate a price of how much it's worth well, ours would be super valuable. I mean, yep. all I can say about that is if you, if you somebody's, name, somebody's going to register the domain name right now because we don't have a website, which right. I don't know if the people, you know, in this avenue really care about websites too much. I mean, because like when yeah, I, I when I look yeah. up Joe Rogan or, you know, any of the podcasters that I listen to, I go to their like Instagram or Facebook or YouTube channel. I never like if I want to watch a Joe Rogan video. I don't go to JoeRogan.com. Right, yeah. No, the JoeRoganExperience.com. No. Sure. I yeah. go to YouTube. Same here. And yeah. so we are on YouTube, easy to find, Running Theory. Yeah. If somebody had Running Theory, though, I mean, and they wanted to they want, you know, wanted to keep it for themselves, and we needed it. All I can tell you is the check's in the mail, right? Yeah. The check's in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll bring them on as a, uh, as a guest host. Yeah, that, w- that would be super interesting. And yeah. that, that's worth, you know, $3.50. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's that's, worth a, worth a big match. That's or worth something. surrendering the, surrendering the name for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been running, and one of our favorite races announced this week that they have been approved to run in person. Yeah. So uh, Space Coast, which I haven't checked the date, I'll have to look up the date, but Space Coast is going to be running in person. Uh, let me see. They, yeah, you asked they announced me on. Uh, if I wasn't looking at Facebook lately because I didn't. I didn't see that. But uh, 
We, we ran how many the times? Space Coast uh, Marathon and Half Marathon. I've run the marathon three times. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, ran so it, I ran it four times, I think. We uh, we really uh, need to reach out to one of them and try to get it on because a lot several people from Valdosta have run that race, and it is a great venue. Yeah, it I really mean, is. the weather's always warm, but it's always mm. it's never rained on me. November 29th, twenty ninth, twenty twenty. Uh, three months, eleven days, thirteen hours, and five minutes till liftoff. I like that countdown clock. Yeah. yeah, and so it it is available, and it's one that would seriously sell out in like five minutes for yeah. the half. I remember signing up because one year we had talked about signing up for the half because um, we, yeah, we're running yeah. the series. We were running one of the, right. the launch series, the Challenger series, I think it was, and they were doing the, the Challenger. Well, those marathons would beat the tar out of me. You, yeah. know? you know, I had the worst marathon experience I've ever had down there. So I think that last, you know, that last run to, to maintain the series and get all the medals, uh-huh. I was going to try to do the half. But unfortunately, that's the year that my mother passed away, so I wasn't able to make it. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Now. Yeah, it happened right there about that time. So, you know, I didn't, I didn't complete the series. But Joe Noel, out of, you know, Joe, Joe yes. Noel out of Tipton, he uh-huh. actually completed the series. Yeah, I can, I can. Did I complete? I, I got an extra medal. That's all I you know. You may have done it, yeah. and that's the only reason that you, you know, we even do yeah. these races. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me look up because there was another race, and I want to get the specifics on it. Um, we know the the uh, run for nurses in Tifton. You know, I hear that's that might be old. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. I'll keep it posted. Uh, who puts up? Uh, who puts on that run? Oh, brother, I don't know. I can't remember. Well, wait, in maybe if uh, somebody knows that they can post it. Yeah, just post it to us. It I, the, not, uh, I can't remember, but, but it's always been a good race. Um, um, I hear there's hills on it. There's hills. There's a few hills. Uh, it's, it's you know it's, it's not it's not a bad race at all, but it's one of those that you run a lot of. Just kind of out on these open roads, you know. And I like, I like when I run a race. I like to have some twists and turns. I like to run through neighborhoods and that sort of thing because it just kind of takes my mind off how far you got to go. Oh yeah. But when you look down the road and all you see is more road, it's yeah. open horizon. You know, yeah. it's just like man, it makes the hills never going to get there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Appalachicola run about running for the bay. It was like that. You get on these bridges and man, you just you just see out in front of you and there's nothing. I mean, it's just just bridges. Okay. Valdosta, Georgia, Blazer Cross Country 5K Road Race, which is Labor Day weekend, I believe. Or maybe it's not Labor Day weekend. August 22nd. So Labor Day is September. Yep. Yep. Okay. First week of September. Wait, that's this Saturday. Is that this Saturday? No, no, not yet. We still got another week in August. It's August 22nd. It's August August 17th now. I thought you said it was September. No, it's August 22nd. Yeah, it is now, yeah. So, well, maybe you're right. I mean, it's August 22nd. This weekend. It's August 22nd? Yeah. I thought my my birthday was like yesterday. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's like at the beginning of the month. Okay, that's strange. Wait. God, this month is moving by, man. Yeah, it's August August 17th. So it's August 22nd. um, Okay. 5K road race. It is, it must be no frills because it's $10. Oh, wow. $10 to race, and there's a virtual 5K virtual option is $15. What 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 is the length of the race again? It's 3.1 miles. That's What's the virtual though, right? Uh the virtuals, I mean the 5K, I mean it's a 5K. Okay. Uh the four, the course starts uh near the corner of Azalea Drive and College Street at the Vecca School. Hmm. And uh first place uh so uh 
okay, so there are there are some guidelines. Valdosta City Schools request to wear a mask at all times except when running. So you don't have to wear your mask when you're running, right. but at the gathering at, point, regi- yeah. at registration, uh, wear your mask yeah. and, and keep yeah. your distance. Sure. You know, and just do it like you're doing anything else. Uh, and they're they're not gonna. T- it doesn't look like they're gonna take temperatures. But if you have a temperature, you are having symptoms of COVID. <laughs> don't show don't, up. Don't come. <laughs> you know. Seems uh, so simple. Bring yeah. your own water bottles. No water coolers will be offered at the start or at the finish. Um, well, that's understandable. Carry what you need to keep you safe throughout the morning. Please do not share water bottles with non-family members. And you know what? If you have some hand sanitizer, bring it. Hmm, okay, yeah. That, that's uh, all reasonable, yeah. So, uh... I don't think that's asking too much. I know, you know, I know some people are ready to run. You know, the people are ready to yeah. race. So I, think it'd be, I think it would be great. Uh, yeah, sure. Let me see. Do I have anything Saturday? I, it looks like I have a 5K on Saturday. Um, sounds good. That's what That's what we're going to do. I wish I could join you, but um, uh, unfortunately I can't. I mean, if... Uh, if they're running, then I'll be there. I have, for some reason, I thought it was Labor Day, but I think there might be a Labor Day race in the works also. Yeah, could be, yeah. So, um, I wish I would have uh, read that properly, because <laughs> then I would have, I would have, I would have called Todd. Maybe if we have time at the end, I'll call Todd. Okay, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Um, well, you know, this thing can run as long as we want it to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Until my wife calls me and right, tells yeah, me to so come where home. Where Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've got my wife is making dinner tonight. Oh, is she? Yeah, What's she so, cooking? Uh, pork chops. Fried pork chops or grilled pork chops? Grilled pork chops, yeah. Uh, I, like I try to stay away from Well, I like fried pork chops, but I try to stay away from that. Fried pork chops is one of my favorite foods. I, I agree. Along I, with I like fried it. chicken, uh, uh, country fried steak. Uh, Fri- fried. fried. Yeah, yeah, whatever is fried. Yeah, hey, it, it's good. There's no doubt about it. It's good. You have to kind of stay away from that somewhat. <laughs> I do. I yeah. do. <laughs> but uh, you know what? So... So are we going to start training for this? Uh, or, but the problem with the Space Coast is it is a couple days after Thanksgiving and peach trees on Thanksgiving Day. Well, if it happens. You know, I'm if, still not sure that's going to happen. I hope it does. How long do you think they're going to wait before they decide whether it's going to happen or not? Gosh, man, I don't know. I, you know, I'd like to think they'd go ahead and just nail it down. But with things like they are, you know, it's going to be on a dime, I think. Mm-hmm. It's going to be one of those things where they let you know a week out, hey, it's just Which Space happen. Coast is a is a pretty large race, but it's not, I think they limit it to like a couple thousand. And there's yeah. a difference between 2,000 and 60,000. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's so, huge I mean. Gosh, uh, I, you know, it's, it's hard to say. I mean, I'd love, I, I, I hope, I really hope that Peachtree happens because I love running Peachtree. And it's even going to be better. I mean, if it's on Thanksgiving, I mean, it will not be a few degrees cooler, you know, mm-hmm. if nothing else. I mean, that would be great, but. You know, and, you know, for us on Thanksgiving, we don't really, I mean, we, we do a little bit with the family, but that's one of those things. We can go to Atlanta, we can do the race and come home and, you know. Because mm-hmm. you're, and you're usually off on Thanksgiving. Yeah, we're close And you're not usually off on July 4th. That's Well, no, we usually are. Or, or, unless, unless it falls it's on, on a Saturday. Saturday. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So. So, you know, and that only happens every so often. This year, it would, it would have actually been on a Saturday. So, mm-hmm. you know, I would have been up the creek kind of, but. You know, I was thinking about how I was going to handle that because, you know, there is some people who uh, from Tifton, I know, that that go and park at the airport. Uh-huh. They run the race and they, they catch the motor back out to the airport and they just drive back home right after the race. So I was thinking I could do that. You know, maybe I can talk to my boss and say, hey, is there any way I can come in at like one? You uh-huh. know, and that could have been doable. So that was my plan. Because I've been, it's 10 years, 11 years straight. Really? On Peachtree, yeah. Um, 
yeah so it's 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 a couple days after Peachtree, so yeah well but you know what a lot of which uh you know i don't know what y'all do black big black friday right Y'all do it well, on Black Friday, or it's not like it's not like mainstream retail. It's not like you know at five o'clock in the morning. You know we right. have eighty people run, I mean, or one hundred eighty people running. It's it kind of gradually comes about. We open at normal hours, but you know our business kind of gradually picks up after they go to all the other places, you know, and do their thing. Because uh, I was, you know, I'm reading this year that you know Walmart's going to be closed on Thanksgiving, Best Buy's going to be closed on Thanksgiving. Man, a I lot of these, great. a lot of these people have been opening up, you know. Four or five o'clock on Thanksgiving Day, yeah. and they're all going to be closed this year. Man, give your employees some days off, you know. I mean, yeah. I mean, come on. What's that? What's an extra seven hours? Or, I know. I mean, know? people are still going to come get it. You know, I uh-huh. mean, they're the only ones who's got it. You know, them and a couple other folks, or a few other businesses. People are going to so still come and get it. We might have an actual Black Friday this year because really, the last couple, maybe four or five years since they've started doing this, like really hardcore, Black Fridays have been like, you know an afterthought because everybody's been out all the hardcore right. bust down the door shoppers have been out there at five o'clock on thanksgiving yeah so it'll be interesting this it will year. be i think it needs to be alleviated somewhat anyway because you know people get crazy at those things I, I don't i've never been one of those early morning go out and get in the crowd i just don't care about that but i know some people are and you know, you know it, just gets, take, it gets I ugly just, i just take a, like a, a little like i cut off a broom handle about this big <laughs> and then i just go hit people in the knees oh my gosh well, it, if they're running in front of me to get a tv it's Man, some of the stories I've heard, it sounds like you'd be fit right in. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's now, that important to me. You know what? My my favorite thing is usually they have a ladder on sale at Lowe's. Yeah. And so I've I've picked up a couple of those. Well, you know, years. you can do it online now, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I don't – I last year I didn't go. A couple of years – I've been a couple of years. If I need, like, a TV or something, yeah. then I'll go out there. But they've all – they've you know, I go to the stores where they're guaranteed to have it. Right, you know, you're guaranteed to get one. Or Target, you know, you have to go through the line and sure. you take a number. And man, you things know. are times are changing, man. I mean, I hadn't seen my Sears catalog, and I couldn't tell you when. <laughs> 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 nope, nope, it hadn't been around lately. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let's see. Do you want to text our caller and tell her that we're going to? Uh, I shot you the number. You mind giving her a call? Being you're kind of hooked up over there. Or? Yeah, yep, yep. Let me make sure that I got it. Let's see. Let's see if we're calling here. I don't know. I don't know how far we, how long we rambled. But I told her we, it's only, it's only 18 after. I told her we'd call her like a five. Oh. Hello. Stephanie. Hey, how hey. are you? I like that ringtone. <laughs> I got some Rocky going on yeah, right man. before we That's started. inspiring Everybody right there. Says that. <laughs> been that way for years. Stephanie, this Rick, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Great. We're so glad to have you on the show. Well, thank you. It's so nice to be here. I hope we didn't keep you waiting too long. We get to rambling sometimes, and so that's all right. <laughs> hopefully, Stephanie, Stephanie won't give up on us. You know, I haven't seen all. I haven't seen you in a while. You know, I used to kind of see you at races here and there. Of course, there's no races going on right now, but I think the last <gasps> I time I saw you was at Peachtree, and that's been several years ago. Yeah, does that sound yeah, about right? I, yeah, I well, I've done some since then, but oh yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, did the peach tree a while back but um i haven't done it in just a few years yeah well hey we know you've got a real interesting story you know i follow you on facebook i know a lot of people do and you know through the years i i know you've told your story i've heard your story before but you know i think for our audience it'd be great for you to kind of tell us about yourself again 
introduce yourself and just kind of tell us what you know what how you grew up and what happened to you i know you've got a really interesting story so if you wouldn't mind why don't you just go ahead and uh, talk about that a little bit and okay. we're gonna grill you with questions after that all right that'll work well i was when i was 14 years old i was in a car accident and i'm gonna start by saying the last thing that i remember when i was 14 years old this is 1993 is walking out of my parents home and to hang out with some friends my dad he worked on the railroad and he was not there and actually i was grounded that weekend i wasn't told not to go out but you know how we are oh goodness should listen do you remember what you were grounded for i can't i think i was fighting with my sister or something (laughs) which was regular (laughs) i have one of those (laughs) So I was told not to go out. Well, I taught my mom into letting me go out and chill uptown with my friends. Well, I was 14 years old. So, you know, it wasn't nothing big. So that was the last thing I remember in 93. And the next thing that I remember is waking up, lifting my head up. I had spit rolling out of my mouth. And I I was sitting in a wheelchair in a hospital hallway in Albany, Georgia. I mean, I know I was in Albany, but... I looked around, I looked to one side, then I looked to the other, and I was like, the 50, I turned 15 years old when I was in a coma. The 15-year-old in me said, get up, what are you doing? So I tried to, and that's when I realized I couldn't walk. But that night, when I was grounded, I went uptown and I got into a car accident. I was driving my friend's car. At 14. At 14, <laughs> right. And... <laughs> and I flipped it five times on a highway going toward her house, oh, Highway nice. 215, if you're familiar with that one. And, the, you know, I went to the hospital and they stitched me up and they took me to, I went to Fitzgerald Hospital and then they sent me to Albany, Georgia Hospital. So the term and lucky I'm, to be alive really, really fits, fits the occasion. Absolutely. Now let me yes. ask you, and how, was, how was everybody else? Did, it, did everybody survive? Everyone else survived. Awesome. I was That's the only right. one that was injured. I had a brain injury and a lung injury. I, t- I was not wearing my seatbelt. You know, 93, we didn't do anything sure, like yeah, that. Yeah. That was a new concept <laughs> and, back then. Uh, the cars didn't beep at you constantly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. I make all kind of jokes about back then. <laughs> you know, 93. <laughs> but anyway, so I was in the hospital for in intensive care for two months in Albany, Georgia, at Palmyra Park. It's Phoebe now, but um, I was on life support, and I wasn't given much hope of ever surviving. And then the next moment I remember is that moment I just told you about in that hallway, sitting in a wheelchair. I had no clue I'd been in a coma for two months. I had no idea who I was, where I was, and why I was sitting in a wheelchair, honestly. And I hit the floor on my knees of that floor. I I made a decision for myself because that's when I realized I couldn't walk. I made a decision that I was not going out like that. And even though I was hearing all of the nurses and doctors tell me she's not going to walk again. And they were preparing my dad, mom, to build ramps to take me home in. But that day on that floor, I made a decision for my life that I was not going out that way. Well, let me ask you as a kid. As a kid at 14, I mean, were you already active? Were you, do you a runner? Did you do anything active? Or, or were you just a normal 14 year old kid? 
I was just a normal wild 14 year old kid. You know, it's amazing that you were able to, you know, to collect yourself like that and make a decision, you know, I mean, it's such a blessing. Yeah. Yeah. Such a blessing because that day on my, when I figured out, you know, I could not walk and hearing people say that, that has been ingrained in my mind, but it's also been a force for me. It's been my leading force, giving me inspiration, encouragement, enthusiasm. You know what? I'm capable of anything if I can get over that. And that I made that decision that day. And two months later, I walked out of that hospital. Wow. Two months after they said you, you, you probably never walk again. But, well, I was hearing those things. I mean, it really didn't click with me because I didn't allow it, you right. know, but I remember all of the therapy. I've got videos of me when I was learning to walk. I've been offered money for those videos, and they're priceless to me. I will not sure. sell. <laughs> but, you know, I just knew I knew there was more for me. Well, let me ask and, you, as you got back on your feet again and you were walking, and uh, how did your life, how did the trajectory of your life kind of go from there? You just kind of went on through high school, I guess. And, um, well, what 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 happened? What 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 changed? Let well, there the sto- actually the therapy, and I tell people this when I visit them in the hospital today. The therapy actually began for my mind the day I walked out of that hospital because I was 15 years old. The only thing I had on my mind was being normal, being not being different, and that's what I. You know, that drive kept me that way, kept me going. Well, you can do this, kept me going. So when I left that hospital, I left all of those memories. I left all of that pain. I didn't want to take a look at it. You know, I survived. It was over. And I didn't start being really active until maybe a year later. And I was just power walking and, you know, just being really active and working out and whatnot. But... Then I started running and, um, but, and I got into 5Ks, 10Ks, marathons. I qualified for Boston. I got yeah. to the Boston Marathon. <laughs> but you were chasing I Boston, I remember. I was chasing <laughs> and I caught it too. Yeah, I remember very well. Yeah. And I did, um, I was working with Saucony Shoe Company. I was a sales rep, and this is before I got into Boston. And I was in Boston in 2013. Do you recall that? April 15th of 2013. Yeah, yeah, I sure right? do. Yeah, you're, you're talking about for the actual race, for the event. The, bo- the bombing, the bombing, yeah. Bombings, yeah. We, we had Mike well, Beeman was, on a few weeks ago, and he, uh, he he talked about that. Yeah, yeah, he talked a little bit about that. Oh, my gosh, yes. I, I remember when he was there. Um, I was there when that happened. I was at mile 25 and a half when that bo- those bombings happened. And I'm going to tell you, Rick, I was in a pizza parlor and the runners were coming by and we heard a loud, just like two cars hitting each other. And everybody kind of looked around and, you know, we didn't know. And then t- exactly 10 seconds later, it was the most horrible noise I've ever heard, like a bomb or a, a plane hitting the building well the whole mall stampeded that i was in the food court the whole it, they stampeded and i remember running out onto the streets of boston and the runners were running up the hill you know it was boston marathon everybody was loud i didn't know what was going on i remember running out into the streets 
and then the SWAT teams coming out of the air and pushing us all back into that mall where I was eating at. And from there, I was we were on lockdown in that mall until one or two a.m. And you know, I, my flight back to Georgia was the next day at one o'clock. And I thought, you know, well, this is, I can't believe, you know, I've survived something else. This is, you know, I'm, I'm yeah, really I mean, a survivor. What an experience. <laughs> you know, your first time at Boston and, you know, you, there's a bombing. That's just crazy. So I remember that flying back or getting on that plane and I flew back to Georgia. Well, that being involved in all of that horror, and I didn't see any deaths. I saw, but I saw a lot of tragedy. Yeah, a lot of fallout. Right. And I remember going through PTSD after that happened. I would hardly slept when I would sleep. I would have dreams of that hospital I laid in in 93. And I mean, I had visions. I mean, I could hear it. It was it was awful for me. And I didn't tell anyone about it. I had fatigue really bad and I could hardly lift myself up off the couch. I remember it well. But then I, I jumped back into, I started walking, and then I started running more. And as I was running, I would, you know, start start having these things come to me. And I would come back home, and I would write. So then I started speaking at different races and marathons, and it helped me get through that time. And the next year, I got into Boston. <laughs> 2014 and i ran that marathon i ran it slow and i cried probably the whole way (laughs) whole 26 miles because it was so special to me so i attribute that bombing it was a terrible situation but it was a blessing in disguise because it helped me open back up to places in my own life that i had pushed aside you know and and never wanted to look at you know, isn't that interesting that you were at peak performance, you know, all these years later in your life, you know, and then you kind of hit, hit that same spot again almost, you know, and but, mm-hmm. but you know, you're, you're able to overcome it. So that, that's, that's very interesting, I think. Yeah, yeah. And, and being active is very important to me, whether it's running, working out, training people, whatever it is, is very important for my life because it is a blessing because of the things that I went through. And I thoroughly believe, you know, that's, honoring that place and honoring myself being that way (laughs) hey let me ask you you know just just viewing your your facebook page and such it it seems like you lift weights and you do yoga and you run Mm -hmm. what is your balance right now i mean is there one you you lean towards more than the other i act i do a little bit of it all but yoga seems to be more for me right now i'm a, a licensed massage therapist and it's a little more in line with the muscles and it helps anxiety that I cap I carry from time to time, and um, I, I just love it. And my I say this all the time to people: my exercising and fitness levels have evolved so much over the years from the running, the walking, the running, and now I got into bodybuilding <laughs> and yeah. training people, and then now it's sort of balanced out at yoga and the yoga helps me with my running and my weightlifting. I can run now just better than I've ever done. And I think it's a lot of the breathing that's in with the yoga and the stretching of the muscles 
Now, do you go to yoga class or do you do it online or, or how do you? I go to a I go to yoga class, but actually I started it all on YouTube. I picked out a beginner's class. <clears throat> and as I said, I was a bodybuilder, so I was solid, stiff muscle. <laughs> <laughs> and I began by doing it online with YouTube in my house. And then I felt comfortable and confident enough to go into a studio. And, you know, from there, I basically do a lot of it just at my home now. Your body, once you begin stretching these muscles and opening up places that have been so tight for so long, it'll start asking for more. And, I mean, you'll feel it. You'll want to move different ways. You'll want to stretch different ways. It's amazing to me. Hey, Stephanie, we, I run with a group in Tifton, the Sunbelt Runners, and we have a lady that runs with us, and she's a very avid yoga follower, and she's mm-hmm. super flexible. And at the end of all of our runs, we usually run like a six-mile run. She'll put us through the, through the paces on some yoga. And let me tell you, we are the most unflexible group of people <laughs> you've ever seen in your life. But she makes, it, she makes good on it. Every year we have a Christmas party, and she gives out a certificate to all of us that you know, are kind of there on a regular basis. And, you know, you pass another year of yoga, you know, I mean, we're no better than we ever were. I mean, I can't even touch my toes. I mean, I'm just super <laughs> inflexible. But, uh, you know, she puts us through it. And, you know, a lot of people do say it helps tremendously. You know, it helps her running and just overall. And I have a niece that's really into yoga, and she's, you know, she swears by it. I mean, there's something definitely to it. Yeah, I have a lot of people who, who talk about yoga. Yeah. And I think I would benefit from yoga if I just got a. I think that's what I need to do is just YouTube a, a beginner's class and just yeah. mm-hmm. and a lot of it's just getting started. I mean because it's just like anything, you know. When people say, "Oh, well, I'd come out and run with you, but you're too advanced," or you know, I'd yeah. be embarrassed <laughs> because I'll have to walk or anything like this. Like I'm embarrassed because I can't like, touch your toes. <laughs> yeah, you're stretching out and you're like, "This feels awkward." I probably look awkward and. You know, but you just got to get out there and start doing it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the first step is always the hardest step. But once you begin, you you know, your body will tell you what's next. You sound almost like running. You sound almost like you you're a natural at it. I mean, you with you coming from a bodybuilding th- background, did you did you find it was tough to get flexible, or did you did it kind of come? In? Yes, absolutely. Really? Okay. It was very very tough for me, but it, it benefited me so much I couldn't stop doing it. I mean, I I love it. Yeah. You know, and it's just like running. You know, we go through. It's part of the territory sometimes to to injure this or pull this. With it's the same thing with yoga. I've been hurt more doing yoga than, <laughs> than running. <laughs> so how much how much are you running now? Um, I do about twenty five miles a week. That's not bad. It's not bad at all. No, no. I st- and I'm in Macon now, and it's um, very hilly around here where yeah. I'm at. Yeah. So oh, yeah. I love it. They used to have a, a, a marathon in Macon. That's the one that Kelly used to run. Uh, midnight, the midnight run in Macon. I want to say. I kind of remember that. And it yeah. was like a six mile loop, and you had to run it multiple times, and it yeah. was just murder. <laughs> yeah. I, I forget what that one was. I have to look that up. Yeah, was it a marathon or just a run? I think it was a marathon. Oh, huh. yeah. See, I don't know of any marathons around here anymore, but there's a wonderful running group. And I always talk about the Tipton Running Group. The Tipton Running Group is so strong. And, I mean, it's like a family. Y'all are all so tight. We really are. And We've got a great group that, out there. It's always been that way for many years. And Macon is the same way. 
very good group. It's Make It by Midnight. That's, oh, that's the name that. of the race. Uh, <laughs> make, okay. make It by Midnight. And they start at like, I think, like 7.30. Or, Isn't that the one that you come up with your own start time, though? You say, like, it takes me four hours to run a marathon. I start four hours out. And, you know, if it takes you eight hours or whatever, you start at that time. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure see. that's how it goes. And I think that you, you just got to finish by midnight to, to kind of complete the course or, you know, to, uh, you know, make the course and qualify the cor- for the course. Yeah. Uh, I could be wrong. Somebody think, who expects to finish in four hours starts at eight o'clock. Okay. Yeah. So you, you set and, your own start time. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. The cutoff time for the race finishes 1 a.m. And it's, oh, it's wow. an out and back. And it's a six and a half mile route, so you're running, I guess, three and a quarter out, coming back, running out, coming back, right. And supposedly there's a big hill in the middle. <laughs> you might know that uh, hill, Stephanie. Sounds like torture. <laughs> I know. I might live on it. <laughs> so, uh, how long have you been in Macon now? How long? I've been in Macon maybe four months. Now, did you ever live in Tifton or in, in this area? I lived in Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to remember what the connection was. Mm-hmm. And Mike was my, Mike Beeman was my trainer to get to Boston. I remember that. Yeah, I remember when you guys were running together. <laughs> yeah, he's an excellent individual. Yeah, he needs to come train me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You <laughs> well, love it. You well, love it. He's a big proponent of, of running, you know, kind of easy, you know, and, you know, you, you do you do certain things, but, you know, you keep it kind of, you keep conversation going, you, you stay kind of easy, you don't you don't kill yourself out there. It's just consistency, you know, in running and staying yeah. with it. Yeah. With, For 18 miles. Yeah. What he does yeah, on yeah. a Tuesday morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. He's unreal. <laughs> Now, Stephanie, I know you're very fit. So, uh, what what kind of diet do you do you have? You anything in particular? Well, my diet's evolved too. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I've always been really a healthy eater. But I, when I was in bodybuilding, it was basically chicken and broccoli, morning, noon, and night for two years. Well, what did you get your body and, percent percent to? Oh gosh, it was basically nothing. I, I really can't even remember. But I had gotten down to, I mean, it was solid muscle. And, but I was, it was chicken and broccoli. And I, that's, I moved to McDonough to go to school, massage school. And I just started experiencing a lot of fatigue and, and just what I call brain fog. You know, just mm-hmm. the loopy feeling you get with fatigue. And, and so I started seeing an herbalist. And I, you know, it helped me with the fatigue and whatnot. And I I started just laying off the meat. So I've gone completely vegetarian for the past three years. Vegan or vegetarian? I'm vegetarian. I mean, I don't (laughs) eat any, (laughs) but I love it. And I remember when Mike Beeman was vegetarian. I totally remember. And I thought he was crazy for that. But... (laughs) And the people at the gym that I work out with here, they just can't believe that I don't eat meat. I'm like, you know, I get my protein from <laughs> from spelt, from kale, from <laughs> beans, different things now. And I feel so much better. Really? That's, but, a, that's interesting. I've heard that yeah, from a lot of people, you know. Mm-hmm. My thinking, my sleep is so much better. 
I mean, my endurance, honestly, at the gym, I'm a 42-year-old woman. <laughs> I can go in that gym, and I can outdo <laughs> most of those youngsters. And, I, and, of course, I've always been active, but I attribute it to my, a lot, to mostly to my diet. Yeah, and that's one thing I do believe. Diet is a, a big part of what you, what you can do So are you, are you eating eggs? Do you eat eggs? Um, I haven't eaten eggs in, like, uh, six months. So, but, but I believe, you know, eat what your body is calling for in, in moderation. Exactly. You know? Do you drink, but, do you drink milk? <laughs> no way. I haven't done that in <laughs> 12 years. Do you, do you do whey protein? No, no, I do. This is protein. interesting. Yeah. Vegetarians are interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. I love meat so much. <laughs> yeah. Well, if that's but, what you, it works for you, I say go for it. Well, but. I don't, I don't know if fried chicken and we we're talking before we came on the show about fried chicken and fried pork chops and country fat steak and all all the yeah. major uh fried food groups all the big meat groups yeah <laughs> you know uh yeah I, I, th- I believe that you know and i'm no i'm no expert on diets at all by any means but i do believe that everybody is so individual that you do like you said you do kind of, yeah kind of have to find your own thing you know because mm-hmm. you know i mean i can eat fried chicken it doesn't bother me, you know. I mean, I don't eat it every day, you know. I feel like there's there's room for, you know, moderation. There's room for you mm-hmm. know splurging a little bit, but you know, overall, the whole diet thing is a is a is a mental thing that you have to pay attention to all day long. Mm-hmm. You know, right. I mean, you don't you don't you don't stress yourself out thinking about it, but it's always a conscious decision in whatever you're doing. At least it is to me. It's always a conscious decision. I say I can eat this, you know, fried chicken. But then I know later on I can't eat fried chicken. You know, I can't eat fried chicken at nine o'clock at night. You know, if I want something right. to eat, I have to eat something healthy. Well, you have to. You have to do with a diet. You have to number one make sure that it's suitable for your body. That you don't have the fatigue. You don't have an upset stomach. It doesn't. You know. Mm-hmm. And then you have to have it something that's doable that you will do. Mm-hmm. You know, with me. When I when I'm dieting, when I want to lose weight, which I need to lose weight, I'm, I now don't take advice from me because I'm I'm heavy right now. Yeah. I mean, but the diets that work for me are the diets where I'm, you know, basically cut out the meat, but I can eat all the protein that I want, all the meat that mm-hmm. I want, and all the vegetables that I want, because I can eat meat and vegetables all day until yeah. I'm full. You know, mm-hmm. I can eat chicken, steak. And then I can eat squash, zucchini, and all this other stuff. Yeah. But I can't cut calories. I mean, I can't count calories and do all this other stuff. I don't count macros and do all yeah, this yeah. other it stuff. It can be very involved. Yeah, I don't do that but, either. you know, if you told me that I had to just do one thing, like, and there's like a thousand different diets out there. And most of them are based on just dropping calories. I mean, calories in, calories out. But... You know, if you you have a diet, what's the point of having a diet if you can't do it? That's right. I mean, or if right. you hate it, because if you hate your diet, then you're not going to do it, and it's not it's it might That's last right. a week yeah. or two or three. Well, it's all about consistency. I mean, everything's about you run. You want to be a good runner, you got to be consistent. You want to be a good weightlifter, you got to be consistent. It's all about consistency. And you know, a diet cannot be achieved in a week or a month or three months. It's got to be achieved over a long span of time. You know, it don't right. come on quick and it don't fall off quick, you know. And you know what? I was listening to another uh, podcast about fasting and these 24-hour fasts that people are doing. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, and uh, I think, who was it? It was Rob Lowe. Mm-hmm. 
which Rob Lowe is like 56 years old. He looks like he's 26. Yeah. And what he does is three days a week, he'll do 24-hour fast. Hmm. But see, he doesn't skip a day. When people say 24-hour fast, that means you go with a day without eating. But no, on Tuesday to Wednesday, he'll eat dinner Tuesday night. He won't eat again until Wednesday night dinner. And then then he'll eat, you know. Thursday he'll get up and he'll eat whatever he wants. You know, and he, he eats pretty well. But then Friday, he'll he'll eat dinner Friday and then he'll go all the way till Saturday, and he does that you know three days a week. Yeah, I believe there is something to fasting. I mean, I think your body needs a break every but, so often. Oh, I do too. But again, that's most, and he and he'll be the first to say he. It's mostly because it's an easy way to cut out calories. Yeah, you yeah. know. Well, to get, to lose weight, you've got you've got to you've got to take in less than than you're burning off. You know, but did I, I say that? Did I say that right? You, you yeah. got to take in yeah. less. Than you, yeah, you get so. I mean, that's the way it works. And you can look at it any way you want to look at it. You've got to take in less than you than you're burning off. I mean, that's just it's just that's the only way it makes sense. You know, mm-hmm. you can't just continue to eat all you want and expect to, to see any any. But anyway, we didn't we didn't mean to get on the diet, Stephanie. I'm sorry about that. It'll always catch up with you, the diet, and it will. I eat it does. for for life. You know. And so you, you know, never you never eat meat. You, no, you, you never you know drive years. by Chick Fil A and be like, mm, never. that's God's chicken. Never. Hey Stephanie, <laughs> Stephanie, what's a splurge for you? I mean, what what would be like you you just say, hey, I'm just going to throw caution to the wind. I'm going to eat something really crazy today. Oh gosh, I had a peanut butter, well, almond butter and apricot sandwich. I mean, that to me, that's a splurge. But I do have. I'll make um, gluten-free cookies, things like that. That's a splurge for me. Yeah. I mean, but you, when you follow a, a pattern of eating and, you, you know, eat this to make yourself feel better and not just to sleep or whatever, you know, you don't ever binge from it. I don't, I've always been this way with my eating. I remember when I was married, I would make food for me and make food for my husband. <laughs> it was, I just have always been really conscious of my eating. And I, when I talk to people about food, I like to say, I mean, it's just a fact. The food we eat today, especially the fast food and the food we ate three to five years ago, they're completely different. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything, there's, diff, there's additives, more additives than there were then. The food, the meats, the even some of the fruits and vegetables, you know, they're grown under gases and things. You just have to be really mindful and precautious of what you're putting in your body. Honor your body with good food. And that's what I try to live by. Sure. Hey, I want to back up just a minute. I want to ask you about that bodybuilding. You said you, you became a bodybuilder. So did you, did you compete? I did in Miami in 2017. Mm-hmm. Wow, I was fourth so, place. Not so long ago. That's pretty good. Now, what no. uh, what uh, category? Um, I was physique. Um, it was because there's different. There's there's like the women have different categories. Yeah, there there there's the extreme bodybuilding women, like a Miss Olympia type thing. But isn't there like a, a lower or a different level rather where the women are more yeah, a little sport, more natural sports yeah, and little, fitness? Yeah, a little and, more natural. Yeah. It was the physique um, build because when I put on muscle, I, all my life I've been this way. I I tend to put muscle on fast. Even my trainer at the gym, he'll tell me he's known me twenty years. He'll say, 
I'll say, Jamie, I'm not going to, I don't want to lift a lot of heavy weight, you know, especially with the activities I do now, but I'll say, I don't want to put on a lot of, put on a lot of weight by lifting a lot of weight. You had some guns on, you had some guns on you for a while. I remember. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I get them fast. I develop those muscles fast. And I think that's for my eating and, and all, but I was in the physique, women physique category, I think is what it was called Mm -hmm. because I had you know, developed a little bit more muscle and the others is the fitness category when it's, you, you know, just fit, but I was a little more muscular. <laughs> you remember my pictures. I do. I remember. Yeah. You were, you were in great shape. You really was. Thank you. So now, now ahead, you're, man. are you practicing massage therapist now? I'm a massage therapist now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tell, t- tell me about the benefits of m- massage. Now, actually it's, it's wonderful. Yoga is an indirect massage. So a direct massage would be someone else doing the massage. And, you know, when you're doing it on yourself, it's the yoga. Um, it's very beneficial. It's circulation for the body. Um, it helps get rid of the acid that you have in the body. And as active as y'all are, I would recommend y'all getting one a month or at least, you know, well, to help with that. Let me ask you something. This is not a medical question by any means. I'm not asking, you know, I'm not going to hold you in anything, but I have like, I have some dislocated disc in my neck and you uh-huh. know, now that I'm getting older, it's really started hindering me some. And what, what mm-hmm. the deal is, is the inflammation. You know, when I do something like lift weights or, you know, just overexert, you know, the inflammation gets bad. And of course it causes my neck to kill me. You know, it's just like, it's hard. It just hurts to hold your head on, on your shoulder sometimes. I mean, do you think a massage or anything like that would alleviate that? Um, I definitely do. Do you see a chiropractor would be my first question? You know, I don't. And I'll be honest with you about that. You know, I used to work in in kind of in the orthopedic field. I was a orthopedic technician back in the early 80s. Tell my age here a little bit. Uh, Back in the early 80s at the hospital. And, um, you know, of course, um, orthopedic doctors don't believe in chiropractors, you know. And I kind of kind of came up. I kind of came up with that, you know, with that that thought. Not, Not to get don't get me wrong. I'm not against chiropractors by any means. I know they've done some great things for people. In fact, my wife sees a chiropractor, but I just kind of always, I always kind of shied away from it. And now that, I, now that I'm, I'm hurt, the reason I'm staying away from it is because mine is not a muscular thing. It's a skeletal thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm just, I just, you know, my biggest fear is like, I'm going to go and this guy's going to crack me up and, you know, bend me all these different ways and it's going to be worse. You know, am I totally yeah. wrong on that? Yeah, no, I mean, I, 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 chiropractic is very healing to me and, you know, they'll, they'll adjust you. They'll modify their manipulations because they know. They'll be able to feel the inflammation in the neck. But massage would be where you would start at, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it would help alleviate some of that inflammation there. But number one is the diet. You know, modify what's going in your mouth that's causing the inflammation. Well, well- what would that be? What would, I mean, just I know you don't know what I eat, but just off the top of your head, is there anything like any staples in the diet that you can think of that hey, that's a no-no, and you should probably stay away from that? Acidic food causes inflammation in our body. Excess sugar um, is what I know for certain does. And people don't believe me when I say what you're eating is causing you inflammation. But yeah, I can totally understand that. Everything that we put in our mouth affects our body, especially our skeletal system and and things. And what we're putting in that's causing excess mucus in the blood and and things like that, that is what causes inflammation in our body. 
And once we can start, you know, adding more water to water, good, pure water and, you know, eating a little better, like I said earlier, eating to for life, what for putting life in your body, you know, what brings you out, you know, life and not what's weighing us down. Right. And I hear there's a, a lot of healthy fats. Help, mm-hmm. like avocados and stuff avocados definitely are good for that inflammation and then i hear we don't get enough fish oil in mm-hmm. our bodies and that helps juice the joints mm-hmm. and knock down that? some of that i started taking fish oil Maybe and i think i like it i mean yeah I, you, you take one that's not gonna make your fishy smell or yeah you know, but uh because I, I I deal with a lot of inflammation because right. I know mm-hmm. my diet sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Fried pork chops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Detoxing it would be good. I mean, go when I say detox, people get confused. A detox can be massage, can be just stretching, yoga, um, and fasting. Actually, you were talking about fasting. Fasting is a detox, and it's very good for our system because, like you said, Rick, it does give your digestive system time to rest. And, you know, you'll feel I have fasted for three days before. And I mean, I did a spiritual fast. That was many years ago. That was like seven years ago. But I do fast often. I do intermediate fasting every day, and I have for the past three or four years. But um, as far as a 24-hour fast, you know, I'll do those from time to time, and and it's awesome. It's a a detox. And being in a sauna, being in the sun, that is a detox. Anytime you're sweating, your your lymphatic system is flowing, and your body's getting rid of what it's been exposed to as far as toxins, metals, um, bad things in our air, whatever we've eaten. Anytime your lymphatic flow is moving, it's a good thing. And that's what massage does. That's what yoga does, running, being active. Do, do you do any coaching, Stephanie? <laughs> I do a few, a few people I do. <laughs> I, know you, I know you teach the class, but do you have like a client or anything like that? Or do you, do you take clients and things like that? No, I, I I do my nonprofit work. Um, I have a nonprofit now, uh, brain in, brain injury awareness and um, brain and mental health. Do a lot of advocacy work, and and, and I meet yeah. and talk with you know kids and and people that's going through that stuff. And but as far as the training and and all of that, no, I don't. But when I'm on the massage, when people I have people on my massage table, I, I do go over these things with them. Coach them up a little bit while you got them. That's right. I try to keep them on on the straight. (laughs) Well, you know, do you ever have to tell break people down and say, you know what? Listen, you come in here, you get a massage, but what you're doing at home is what's really killing you. I haven't been that. Probably that candid. I haven't haven't been that stern yet, but there are a few that I have seen that you know, I've. I like to listen to them and get what they're doing and what, you know, is not working for them. And then I'll give, you know, my advice, what I feel. But, you know, if, if and it's every time they come in, I understand what the problem is. And <laughs> But at least I, I look at it as I'm helping. Mm-hmm. You know, the massage is helping. It's, it's like them being active, this circulation yeah. in the body. 
you know, you just tell them, you know, you would get so much more out of this if you did a couple of these little things here, you know, yeah. it would be such and a better experience for you. Right. And it's all begins with that first step we See, talked about. I'm trying, know, I'm trying that, to coach myself up while, while she's on the telephone. <laughs> <laughs> that first step is the hardest step. But when you take that first step, in faith, every other step, I promise, appears. <laughs> and I mean, but it's hard for people to make that step. Sometimes it's that that first step is a, a total mile leap, you know, and it's difficult for them. Stephanie, tell us about the Brain Trauma Organization. Well, I did, after everything happened to me in Boston in 2013, after I got through, you know, I was speaking and writing, I got through that and, you know, I chalked it up as, you know, I'm a survivor, I get through that again. And I've done some modeling for the past seven or eight years in Atlanta for different places and I got a contract with a tenniswear company and that tenniswear company, you know, had no idea of what anything I'd been through. <clears throat> and I went to that shoot and it was in Woodstock, Georgia. And at the shoot, the people that owned the company that, that was a family, the man was taking the pictures. The husband was taking the pictures of me and we were on a tennis tennis court and he gets a call in the middle of the shoot, and he says, okay, Stephanie, you run up to Starbucks. I'll be back to pick you up. Probably tw- I'll pick you pick you up. I've got to run to my, to my wife's and get my son. And he was really disturbed sounding when he did this, when he said all this. So I was like, you know, whatever. Okay, I get to wear my tennis wear clothes up there. So <laughs> I go up to Starbucks, and I hang out with at Starbucks for 20, 25 minutes, and then he pulls back up into his with his car and he calls me and I come out, go out there and I bebop out and I get in his car. And this was a moment of grace for me. I remember hopping in that car, flipping around, looking in the back seat. And there was an eight year old boy sitting in a car seat. He had his head hanging down. He had spit rolling out from a brain injury the exact same memory that I had when I come out of a coma in that hospital hallway in Albany, Georgia. And it sends chills down my spine, even talking about it still today. But I remember looking back at that child and, you know, I could see the light. I could see grace there. But his dad was in the front seat, just fussing and bitching and moaning about his wife uh, or about, you know, having to do, you know, he wanted to get this shoot, the work done. And I remember grabbing his hand and I said, take a breath. It's okay. I know this situation far greater than you could ever imagine. And, you know, I cleared up that issue with just my presence being there and telling him, you know, what I had been through. And we went back to the tennis courts and we finished the shoot and, I went back home and that's when I went to the lawyer's office and I started the papers for my nonprofit because I knew, you know, my presence and my story could help somebody through the hard time like that guy was having. And since then, I've done a lot of outreach, fundraisers, um, a lot of writing and I've done some television 
but um, it brings me a lot of peace and a lot of joy <laughs> to be a part of this. It sounds like it. You know, I remember mm-hmm. a few years ago, um, there was a photo of a young lady that you did a photo shoot with, and uh-huh. she had a disability, and um, I, I don't remember it that well, but what was going on there? Um, she had one leg. I th- that's right. I think that's what it was. Yeah, she was from here in Macon. Um, she was eight years old and was diagnosed with cancer in her femur and she had her leg taken off and i got a call from her father and her mom that she had been reading my running blog and i you know when this is when i was deep into running and she wanted to meet me isn't that something i mean she didn't know you at all (laughs) didn't know me at all she found me online and she um her dad and mom they have a, a studio here in Macon and she wanted a photo shoot with me and you know when her mama and daddy called me I had no idea this <laughs> child had was standing on one leg and I didn't know this situation but it, they said you know we would like you to do a photo shoot with our daughter she's been sick so I was like okay so I dedicated some time out and I went and I remember walking in that studio and there was this little girl she was 10 years old at this time when i met her and we did the first photos and she had on a pink wig and she had a smile on her face from ear to (laughs) ear and she was had only one leg and i remember my heart just sinking but she she's passed away you know she's five years ago she passed away oh no i didn't know that yeah, she made such an impact on my life. Just her spirit being that bright under those circumstances. I was like, you know, the world <laughs> needs to go by people like that, that can yeah. still shine so bright after things like that. But I, I was with that. I, I mean, that family's still wonderful friends of mine up until the day she passed away. Oh, my goodness. Was that due to, uh, you know, that same... Yes, the cancer came back and it was in her brain and she passed away. So, Sorry to hear about that, Stephanie. That was a great uh, thing. It's a great thing you got to participate in. Yeah, she was like my daughter. I've got a son, but she was like my daughter and I I just love her (laughs) still. Gosh, what a great story. I mean, that's that's really good. So, so what's next? What's, what's, what are, what are things that are motivating you for the future? Um, right now I've been just working a lot. Um, with COVID-19, I'm, I'm scared to even say anything, you know, I don't know what would be next. I want to get my, get back into the hospitals and visiting my kids and my patients that are brain and spinal cord. I mean, that's my mojo. That's what brings me joy. But it, the yoga, you know, I do yoga retreats and I still do my races. So I don't really know. I'm not, I'm scared to say what the future. Yeah. <laughs> the mo- the moment are. you say it, then, you know, yeah. you get your hopes up, you get your hopes up and then they cancel it. And we've all been through that. We've all had things that have been just canceled yeah. <laughs> on us. And yeah, it's yeah, like, you know, I don't know if we can look forward to anything yet. It's hard know. to make plans. It really is. You know, and my people... biggest. Go ahead. Go ahead. My, I, it's, I was had a lot of speaking engagements planned when COVID hit, which was in, in March, I believe. 
I had two or three, maybe four speaking arrangements all over Georgia and all of a sudden, and you know, that's one of my biggest future events I would like is to get back into that. Yeah. That sounds like that's your forte. I mean, it sounds like that's something you're good at. No, thank well, you. Let me thank ask you, you. Uh, what, what, tell us about strong talk. And I have, I have to be honest. I have to be honest with you. I, I just found out about Strong Talk today. I was on your page <laughs> looking, and I saw that, so I watched yeah. a couple of them. Well, I when COVID happened, I was having a lot of calls and a lot of messages. People frantic, you know. And I do some, you know, like I said, I talk with people on, you know, helping stay mentally stable and things that can help. And, but I was getting questions after questions of what should I do? What should I do? And I just felt this push and it was to speak, to talk. And, um, I started speaking and I started doing those talks and it's, it's been great. I mean, I get more and more every week of people talking, wanting to, wanting me to talk about this or asking me questions. And, and, uh, I like that. <laughs> I enjoy it. Yeah, I think we can kind of relate somewhat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. we need some good words going through all this sure. instead of all of this needy, this, you know. This yeah. was a show born out of COVID, so. Yeah, yeah. really. It kind of came about around the same so time, Yeah. A blessing. <laughs> we've had so much fun on, on this show, Stephanie. You know, we've talked to so many interesting people. I mean, every guest has just been great. And they all bring something new to the table, you know. And, you know, it's, yeah. it's amazing to hear about all the feats that these people do and all the things people accomplish. You know, it's just like, man, you know, it makes you think, I got to go out and get it done, you know. It's inspiring. Yeah. It gives hope. And we all need that, especially sure. now. Definitely. Well, Stephanie, who are, who are some of your role models in life? Um, let me see. <laughs> well, my, um, my role models, um, Does anybody like to meet? Does anybody like to meet out there? If you have an opportunity. Like to, uh, well, of course, Oprah Winfrey, she's my number one. <laughs> <laughs> and I took, actually, I bought tickets. This was in January to visit to one of her, when she was doing her tour, um, I forget what it is, but my nonprofit took a fellow survivor to see her in Atlanta. So, oh. but we didn't get to meet her, and The Rock was there. It was awesome. But she's, she's on my successful. list to meet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like, done one or two Tyler, things in her life. Yeah, she has. <laughs> <laughs> and Tyler Perry, I'd love to meet him. But a role model, one of my very best friends is a double amputee in Atlanta. And he lost one of his legs in an accident and then he had to have the other one taken off but he has wrote a book and he travels the world speaking he's played an important role in my life and i would say a role model he is a a big role model to me and you know but i speak to him regularly and um well, you, anybody you, you need to get let, let us get his information so he can come on our show We'd love to talk I will to him. Cer- yeah, I'll certainly give you, I'll send y'all his information. He would be perfect. His speaking is beautiful. And he's done a lot of speaking over in Tifton, and he did some in Fitzgerald. But 
He's just a wonderful person. He's a mayor. He's an Iron Man. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. Yeah. yeah he was something. the first double amputee Iron Man. That's cool. That's that is cool. Yeah. yeah. What's your excuse, Rick? Man, I don't know. <laughs> I love I love hearing These stories like that. Me. <laughs> I love hearing stories like that because then yeah. uh, you you get that you have to look inward and say, well, what's my problem? Why why am I not doing? Well, before you know, she even mentioned that, I was going to bring up the fact that you know it's it's so inspiring to see these these people who's missing a limb doing Spartans and Tough Mudders and all these races, uh-huh. you know, and they're and they're good at it. I mean, it's just. It's amazing. I mean, I can't imagine. You know, I've got all my limbs and everything seems to be functioning right now. I've got a few issues here and there, but you know, to to be at that, you know, to be in that in that place in your life and still be able to be so so active, it's just amazing to me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's that drive that I told y'all about that was <clears throat> instilled in me at such a young age, and I think that's the same with him. I mean, once we go through those tragic things, and and we're on the verge of death, you know, it, it, it the you Holy Spirit, something in you. you know, totally, totally <laughs> gets to you. <laughs> it brings you that light. It's either going to, you know, when you go through that kind of stuff, you can let it defeat you or you can overcome. You can let it drive you. And I think that's what it did for him, too. Awesome. That's awesome. great. All right. Well, I think we've taken up enough of your time. <laughs> oh, I've enjoyed it 50. so much. Us too, Stephanie. Thanks so much for coming on. I tell you, we have loved having you. Yeah. Thank you what so a, much. What a great story, a great inspiration to to a lot of people out there. And uh, what is, if uh, if people want to reach out or learn more about you and your nonprofit, what's the best way for them to do that? Um, shareyourstrong.org is my website where you can find me on Facebook, Stephanie McDuffie Freeman or Share Your Strong. Share Your Strong. Right. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, if anybody out there is looking, uh, we will put that uh, information down in the comments. And, Thank uh, you. This, this, uh, it, one of the things I got to work on this week, the last two shows, they will be uploaded to the podcast, uh, mm-hmm. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, all those. And then, it's as always, we stream it live on Facebook and YouTube. And so if anybody's out there wants to learn more, they can like and subscribe, and they can watch this as many times as they would like. Awesome. Great. Well, Stephanie, thank you so much. All righty. Thank you so much, y'all. Stay in touch. Have a great day. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. Well, that was that was she. She's done a lot in her life. She's great. Yeah, she's good. Well, she's very we, interesting. We're not done yet. Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. We, Man, I thought we were done. No, no. We got. I want to call. I want to call this guy and see if okay. we can get a little bit more information. He might. He said he might be on a bicycle. <laughs> this is Todd. Coach Smoot. Coach Todd Smoot. How hey, are Todd. you today? I'm doing well. Yourself? Are you Are you out of practice? No. Hey, no. Todd, brace yourself. About... Brace yourself. You're getting a call from Running Theory. <laughs> I am. I, I am aware. I am aware. Uh, but no, I was uh, just just uh, just out and about, and uh, uh, just got back. Actually, just got back to where I could. I'm in a car and and. Uh, Relaxing for a few minutes. Well, you know what? I was. How are you, gentlemen, this I, afternoon? I got you, right, Texas, you. this weekend, and I was thinking, oh, he's having a Labor Day race, 
And then, you know, we I started talking about, you know, uh, the race earlier in the show, and I was like, we're going to have an in-person race. And then I started looking at the dates, and I said, that's this Saturday. It's this Saturday, correct? That's this Saturday. It's, it's this, this Saturday, Saturday. And then we have a Labor Day race, too. We have two races coming that's up. Well, Labor, yeah. Okay. An actual race, an actual, uh, but there's also a virtual contact to it. So you can, uh, if you want to, you can go with the virtual um, or people outside of the community can, can do virtual and, and submit. And, uh, but, you know, we'll have, uh, uh, you know, a certified course ready to go, have some fun, uh, enjoy each other. And, but at the same time, you know, keep some distance from each other while you're, um, congregating prior to the start and wear masks since we're in the city of Valdosta and, um, you know, follow through and, and have some fun, treat others like you'd like to be treated yourself, and uh, let's get home safe. And all these proceeds go to the VSU cross-country team, correct? Yes, a course line is putting on an event, and the money that is raised is going to the Valdosta State University cross-country teams. It's going to their foundation and, account, and so it's helping them. And if, if, if people have been under a rock and they don't know, um, a lot of the fall sports have been canceled except for cross-country and golf, I believe, correct? Correct. Well, cross-country is the only sport that actually does have a season in the fall. The golf team has a few meets. So like, you know, the, tri- uh, the cross-country team uses spring for spring training, just like the football team uses spring for spring training. Well, the golf team uses uh, the fall for some matches. They're allowed to hit a few matches during that period of time. And uh, they are being allowed to continue to hit those a few of those matches that they like normally to hit. And the cross-country team, though, out of the, the sports that Valdosta State University offers, we are the only team that is still in play. Awesome. Well, I bet you're happy about that. Well, of course I am. I'm, I'm very happy. <laughs> that, uh, anytime, I mean, as, as long as the powers that be continue to say, yes, we got we to gotta play, you know, we, we we get to play. We get to do. We get to run. Uh, the moment somebody says no, then we're shut down. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's an evolving, uh, you know, it's a fluid situation. Uh, I'm telling you, there are meetings practically every day uh, at some level in the NCAA, and um, then they pass down the decisions that are being made by those individuals or those te- or those groups, those committees. And then people like myself and other coaches then take those dictates and we deal with them the best we can. Uh, the kids have been um, uh, encouraged to recognize the fact that they don't have the ability to make the decision on their well-being. And I mean, in the sense of, I mean, you know, whether or not they have a season, but what they do have is uh, how they react to the decisions that are, you know, put down to uh, to our level. So they need to be remain focused, um, positive, and control their ups and downs as much as humanly possible, and let's have some fun. And, and if we get to race, then we get to race, and, and they'll show their stuff. Well, I'm, I am happy to see sports come back. And I'm happy that cross country is coming back. When is your first meet for cross country? Do you have that? Well, uh, that's that is a reasonable question, and I can't answer it. 
Okay. <laughs> because the, again, the 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 uh, rules keep changing. Okay. So yeah. if I if, um, if I told you a date, then the likelihood of that date actually being the date is slim and none. So uh, right now we're just I'm I'm looking a lot. I'm looking around, seeing what are what is available. And then we will, as soon as I can, believe me, as soon as it is humanly possible for me to nail down a schedule that I know we would be able to run and that we would be, uh, um, you know, then I'll, I'll pass that information on. I do, unfortunately, it looks bad for us having a home meet. I don't believe we will have a home meet in the year 2020. It will be uh, 2021 before we can do it again. But um, there's always a chance, but it's probably only about a five percent chance that we would have one. Okay. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, I mean, there's there's races that people can get to if they want to look because there's usually you have a, usually have a race. In, sure. FSU. Uh, FSU uh, there, Gainesville. There's, there's a FSU Gainesville um, uh, and a variety of. I mean, um, uh, and of course, if I can, I'll share the information whenever we can uh, and get the information out to the listening public so that they would be able to participate or be out there and cheer on uh, the Valdosta Red and Black. Awesome. Yeah, well, right. we, we want to have you come in and hopefully we can talk some VSU cross country because if there's, one, if there's one thing I love, it is the Valdosta State Blazers. <laughs> I'm a Valdosta State Blazers yes. through and through if you did not yes, know. Yes, you are. Through he, and through. he bleeds red and black. Yes, you but, are. Uh, <laughs> so well, this good. weekend I will be there I'm gonna race. Uh, I'm gonna have at least two of my youngins there because I'm gonna push them in the stroller, and I challenge anyone to try and come and beat me and the twins in the stroller. We'll just lay that out there. Anyone? Wow. Anyone? So I'm inviting anyone. It's <laughs> it, it, it is it. A, it's a no frills race. It's ten dollars, uh, fifteen dollars for the virtual five five k, uh, but right. Ten dollars will get you. We'll, 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 yeah. it's, Ten dollars will get you in until race day. On race day, it goes to fifteen for everybody. But, okay, fifteen dollars uh, you know, race day. But it's ten dollars up to three o'clock on uh, up to two fifty nine on Friday. Okay, and uh, within I think it was within fifteen or twenty minutes of it being posted yesterday, um, we already had, or uh, within a few hours of having it posted, we already had seven people running. Uh, or man, now it's more. And we have virtuals and we have face to face. So we have people in Atlanta already signed up and we have people, um, uh, actually two people in, in Atlanta are already signed up for the virtual and we have, uh, uh, five or seven more local and it's, it's just going to keep going. Awesome. What, what time does it, it start, Don? Face to face. Say again? What time does it start? What time you should shoot the gun? Oh, 7.30. 7.30, so, but before start. it gets hot. Start, so it'll be, right. No excuses. No excuses. $10 race. Well, where is the best way for them to sign up? Runsignup.com? Run on, run sign up. Run sign up is the easiest way. And, uh, or, and then you can even, uh, print out a race application if you wish to and bring it with you. Um, but run sign up or, um, on race day, and we'll be we'll be looking forward to having people join us. And I suspect that you will take donations if people want to pay more than oh, ten dollars. Oh, we have already. Uh, we've had we we uh, yes. Uh, thankfully, uh, some individuals who have already entered have already 
donated more than the entry fees so far. So we're, we're doing real well, and we want to keep that up. We, yes, we always need donations, want donations, and uh, we'll pass that information on to the foundation so that uh, people can get to um, have their, uh, their donations recognized. I'll awesome. spread the word. Yeah, that sounds great. Awesome. We will share it, and I will share it. And you know what? If you if you want to drop my name to anybody who I said, you know, said Rob McGinn said that he was going to whoop yeah. you at the five k, <laughs> then go ahead and you you use that, Todd. Think of the things, you, think of the things you can do with that, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, well, gentlemen, I, I greatly appreciate you taking the time to, 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 to find me, and uh, I hope to see you out here this Saturday. All right. Thanks, Sounds Todd. Wonderful. Appreciate you. All right. Thanks. Thanks a bunch. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, I wanted to call and get Todd Smoot on since his race is this Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because Thank I do, I do love my Blazers, and it's – Unfortunately, in the hierarchy of sports, cross country is not at the top. Right. I mean, I don't, and I don't know if it sniffs the top. But you know what? And I tell people this all the time. Coach Todd Smoot is coaching two teams. He's coaching, and not only just two teams. Not it's not like a varsity and a JV team. It's a men's team and a woman's team. And so he has to deal with all that becomes of that. And, you know, it's different if you're coaching a basketball team with 10 dudes on it. You're coaching a team with possibly 12 boys and 12 girls, and you have to maintain, you know, because it's not like basketball. We're going to go do layups, and everybody's going to do the same layup in the same line, you know, because people run at different paces. People, you know, are at different levels when they come back from um, from summertime going home. They're coming back, and they're at different levels physically, uh, endurance-wise, and things like that. So you, gotta, you can't make them all go do 10 miles or 20 miles or whatever they're doing at a certain pace because you don't want to break kids that aren't there yet. You know, so it's it's a lot of coaching, it's a lot of strategy, it's sure, a lot yeah. of, you know, number crunching and things like that and knowing your runners. So Plus Todd writes individual plans for people. Yeah. Yeah, so he's coaching all the time. So um if you have time, if you're out there Saturday, and even if you don't have time, sign up and send him ten bucks. I mean, what's ten bucks? Yeah. It's a. it's you know, uh It's a good cause. Yeah. And it's a it's a nonprofit. It's right off, so you know. And these kids would appreciate it. They appreciate everybody, and I'm sure you'll see a lot of them out there running and pacing people and cheering people on. So uh, try to get out there Saturday morning. Anything else? Man, I think I'm done. We had a good one. We had a great one. Thanks, Stephanie. Thanks, Todd. Thank y'all. And next week we will be here. And we will have the director of Girls on the Run, uh, Lauren Hurley, and uh, we will apologize again (laughs) (laughs) next Monday. Uh, And maybe we'll tell that story again about the time that I messed up, that one time that I messed up. But we've been going on here for a while. Uh, Sandy says, is the half sold out yet? I'm thinking that she's talking about Space Coast. Yeah, I think so. 